Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Cupcakes are the bomb diggity. What else do we got here? We got, is this chocolate something? Mm -hmm. Something, something? It's like chocolate chip, chocolate. It. Death by chocolate bunt cakes. I, I'm not sure. Is anybody else going to eat this other carrot cake one? Is there another carrot cake in there? Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I want to try a vanilla. What, what other kinds are in there? Vanilla, chocolate, and red velvet. Okay. You can have the red. You can have the carrot. Are you sure? Yes. Anybody? Kyla? Ka- Kayla. Kyla and Kayla. We have a Kyla at the library. Oh. I have one of them napkins. So Kayla and Kyla constantly get... <laughs> yeah, mix them up. Kayla, 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 Kayla! I'm maybe chopping in the microphone. <laughs> God, that was really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> we are attractive. Mmm, cream cheese frosting. I'm so glad you came tonight. Me too. And not just because we need an excuse to eat cake. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, nom 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 nom. Happy birthday to you, nom 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 nom. Happy birthday, dear Kayla. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. And many happy. more cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that your birthday is on exactly the same day as my big sister? Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Another Pisces. Also, I apologize for singing in public. You sang on key with me. Uh, I was too busy. Not only did you sing on public, you sang on the internet. (laughs) You sang on the interwebs. It's out there forever. But you you can't sing that one. You gotta sing. And if you had a party, since tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, I have the perfect thing that you should play. I'm gonna play it for you as soon as I find it. Hold on. It's hilarious. Uh oh! It's not really hilarious. Well, I guess it would be hilarious. Heart attached would say thank you for being a friend. Uh oh! (laughs) I love that show. Kayla's Kayla's very favorite show in the whole wide universe is The Golden Girls. And I am a Golden Girl. She is because Vonnie's last name is Golden. Mm Hmm. Hmm. See, if we got married and you took my name, you could be a Golden Girl. Golden Girl. You could be a Golden Girl. Okay, are you ready for this? Yep. What the fuck? Hold on. Oh, <laughs> fuck with it if it's not broke. <laughs> Call me whatever you like as long as you're paying. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? It's cumulus media. How can I help you? Call me your shit. You can't be sitting there doing that if I've got to do the recording. Get lucky at the HUD. Make plans now to celebrate the luck of the Irish at your neighborhood Henry Hudson's. Is that true? Get your yes. St. Patty's Day t-shirt and enjoy happy hour domestic points all day. Oh my it's God, the- I didn't know Travis could do that. <laughs> oh my God. Travis, I love you. That's the best part though. It's broke. Wait. Oh, I fuck with it if it's not broke. Oh my god, Travis. Travis, you're my man. Holy shit. 
I think she, he just made her a little wet in her granny what? panties. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Tell him I'll buy him a Guinness. You didn't notice all those Hudson spots where Travis Mantooth? I had no freaking idea. <laughs> He's the only one in the building that this can do not, it. This is not carrot hmm. cake. This one is not carrot cake. I'm what telling you, it's like it spice vanilla? cake. Somebody forgot the carrots in this one. Mm. Well, eat it anyways. I mean, she's but almost done, so it couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> right? She's got like, she's got like half a bite. I don't think this is carrot cake, guys. There's a carrot in it. I want my money back. God I'm damn almost it. done. He has one bite left. <laughs> we were at lunch a few days ago. I got ago. ripped off. And they brought us like pigs in a blanket, but they gave us ten, and there were six of us or whatever. So anyways, everybody got two however many people there were. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she literally sets them down on the table and they're probably gone in like 30 seconds because they're pissing a blanket. Mm-hmm. And then she walks by and she's like, uh, did you guys like those? And we're like, no, sorry. <laughs> like, they were horrible. No, they like, were awful. Can we have a refund? <laughs> we think, I think we need more to make up our mind. What? There was nothing on this plate. How could you bring us an empty plate, you bitch? But it's also <laughs> hilarious when they charge you like Eight dollars for an appetizer of ten pigs in a blanket when I can make like fifty of them for four dollars. Yeah. My question to you is, Not why would you $4. pay for that? I don't know because we had a restaurant. And <laughs> cool. I thought they were going to be bigger. <laughs> like that's what she said. Always going to be bigger. I thought it was going to be a lot bigger. I guess with pigs in the blanket, <laughs> size does matter. <laughs> 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 so nothing but cakes were pretty damn good. That's pretty good. Although the white chocolate raspberry is definitely better. It was well, delicious. I had to pick four <coughs> kinds so that I could have a variety, and I didn't think anybody else but me would like the right ra- white. I was surprised raspberry. because I I normally do not like raspberries. You know I don't. Yeah, that's why I didn't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I disappointed anyone with my. We choices. love you. You didn't disappoint us at all. Oh, but I got broken. chocolate chip cookies. And yeah, the Kayla's funny thing favorite, is, Kayla so doesn't even like cake. <laughs> I know. We're so we're in the car. We're driving along. <laughs> Kayla came early. It's Friday. She normally doesn't even come to Oklahoma City on Friday because she works. She has a job. <sighs> so from Lawton. So she's taking this test, and she got done with her test very early. And we're driving over to Half Price Books, and I'm like, "So, what kind of cake's your favorite?" She goes, "I hate cake." I'm like, well, yeah, and Martha sends fuck. me a text. So I'm texting, Vani, she hates cake. And I'm like, damn it, I already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get chocolate chip cookies. Hey, Vani, I appreciate it because I love cake. <laughs> Sorry, Kayla. <laughs> it's okay. So guess what? Sometimes we thought the cake was awesome. about you. <laughs> People like to come to my parties because I usually give my section of the cake away. <laughs> and we have to take your picture because now you have a choker like the rest of us. It's beautiful. I will not be taking my picture in a choker. <laughs> yeah, because we... my fat double chin goes over top of the choker and it looks terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you anyway. I look like an old lady who's trying to go to Forever Twenty One. <laughs> okay. At some age, it's not okay anymore. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. <laughs> Actually, I did figure out that 21 is too old for forever 21. <laughs> is it? It what? is. Now it is, especially now. It's okay, terrible. the sad thing is, is I, I walk like, in there and look at stuff and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, until it, like, you put wait. it in the washing machine and it rips or, like, <laughs> shrinks or you're, like, you're three days later. You're not supposed to wash it, though. <laughs> Nothing. Like, no. Okay. But then, for, I used to love Forever 21. No. Not Forever. Charlotte Russe. 
because you can can't go in there anymore and buy like they have some okay stuff. I guess I should probably. But a lot quit of it is for the youngins companies. Well, you're, you're no, it's all like cheap it's because very it used cheap. to. Oh. But like five or six years ago, they used to have some really awesome stuff. But they sold like the the company sold out, and that's what happened is they switched it. So now oh. it's all like, if you want to go clubbing. Without the G, like go to Charlotte Russe. (laughs) Your one night outfit. Yeah, and it will only last you one night. Like a fifteen minute outfit. It's pretty much a fifteen. She raises her eyebrows seductively (laughs) since this is radio. When are you gonna take a podcast there? Hey, go baby, me. how you doing? <laughs> need to go, go find me. Three a... drinks in, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put my beer goggles on and go find me a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to sleep through St. Patrick's Day. I, I'm gonna organize with a, with a boyfriend that can talk like that. Fuck, you better not. Well, she's gonna sleep through St. Patrick's Day because she's gonna be up all night while he talks to her. I'm thinking that if we go, we go by their house tonight, he'll be the one outside in the tablecloth. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, Travis. I'm gonna have to tell Travis he has some admirers. Yeah, tell him I want him to come to, come over and talk dirty to him. She's not gonna. Say talk dirty to me. She's gonna say talk Irish to me. <laughs> tell him I tell him I want him to wear a tablecloth and pour me a Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, see, I'm texting him right now, and I'm saying I played your Irish audio for Martha and Bonnie, and now they have the hots for you. <laughs> Ask him if he likes slightly older curvy girls. <laughs> Have you met Travis? Because he would be like, yes, baby. Like, he would say something weird like Vani that. needs a date, honey. Speaking of. So, uh, how solid are you and Nicole? <laughs> what? That was in my, I almost stepped on that last night. You so have then, a snake in your house? What? In my backyard. Well, you saw the picture I posted on Facebook about my snake dream, right? You uh, feel out the bed. No. So I have to tell this. I have to tell this. All right. Okay. This is a legitimate dream that I had. So for those people who don't look at my Facebook page, <laughs> this has really happened to me. So I'm having this dream. I, I'm a rock hunter. That's what I like to do. That's my, my legitimate hobby. Okay. <laughs> so I'm having this dream that I'm out in the Wyoming hills with my brother in law hunting for rocks and I see this huge piece of beautiful green jade. All right? It's cracked down the middle, but there it is. But on top of it is sitting this purse. <laughs> and if you know anything about Wyoming, it's there's nothing out there. It's like high desert. Okay? So there's See, not- you told us you talked about Wyoming a lot. <laughs> oh, shut up. Shut right Just kidding, up sorry, over there. Your story. God, damn it. Let me finish, okay? So anyway, there's this purse. Dream. Okay. Weird. Also weird, I happen to have a pencil. I don't know why. <laughs> so I take this pencil. I mean, doesn't every rock hunter doesn't have every a rock hunter happen to have a pencil in their pocket? I don't know why the hell. So I'm automatically very nervous of this purse, and I don't want to open it because I'm like, why the hell is there a purse here? 
Whose purse is this? Does this jade belong to somebody already? That's not right. <laughs> so I'm going to look in this purse, but I don't want to open it because I'm scared of it. <laughs> so, I, so I sort of pry it open just a little bit with a pencil and I look inside. There's a snake in the purse. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this has got to go. So I pick up the purse and I sort of fling it behind me. But I don't take my eyes off the purse because there's a snake in the purse, a rattlesnake. <laughs> so the snake comes out the purse and begins chasing me. Comes, it like flings itself towards me. So, of course, I immediately fling myself away from the snake and to the side, rolling away like a ninja. And then I wake up on the floor of my bedroom, having banged my shoulder into my bookcase. My husband is looking down at me from above, asking why the hell I have removed the comforter forcefully from my bed. Not why are you on the floor? Are you okay? You okay? <laughs> why is the comforter on the floor? <laughs> you what always the take hell? the blanket from me. <laughs> why did you take the covers? <laughs> so there you go. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that actually happened to me. And yes, my shoulder is still sore <coughs> from my from my ninja injury. My ninjury. Ninjury. Yeah, mm. that's my ninjury. Is that uh, ninja or ninny? Ninjury. <laughs> if you need a pet snake, I'll go find the one in my backyard and bring it to you. Which I showed a picture of it to Leo today, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's a rattlesnake!" And I was like, "Let me see." God damn it, Leo! I think Let he's just see. fucking with me. I can tell you right away just by the shape of its head if it's a. Dude, the shape of its I'm head is like a rattlesnake, but it has no, yeah, the, it no doesn't idea. have the color. I mean, I have no problem with snakes, but I couldn't tell you if one was poisonous or not. I'd no, have to look at it and go. It's a bull snake, Google. babe. What is it? Bull. It's a bull. Well, that's still terrifying. They make loud noises, scary noises, but it is not a viper. It is not a viper. Yeah, I told him it didn't have a rattle, but he was like, I don't think the no, babies a have snake. a rattle. It's a bull. I don't when care. my mom get out of my yard. her trailer, they had like a, I think it was a rat snake that was in the front yard. And my grandpa grabbed the bottom of this rat's, this t- his tail and tried to pull him out of the ground. And <laughs> he didn't. And I'm like, well, that's probably a good thing. I said, if you just saw the tail, how did you know it's not poisonous? He's like, well, well, it's just a snake. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing that man has lived as long as he has. That's all I'm going to say about that. Kayla's like, who are these people? Oh, I can tell you some redneck stories about my grandpa. <clears throat> one time he caught his beard on fire trying to light his cigarette. I caught my hair on fire one time at the bar. So I was playing with my lighter. Now that I believe. I was like just flicking the thing and I had like a f- swoop. <laughs> my sister. So I'm just like sitting there talking to my sister and my cousin and I'm doing this and all of a sudden they're like, Nicole, your hair's on fire. <laughs> try to put it out they just tell you yes and then i was like oh shit and like i guess i got it out it's fine it, you couldn't tell but it's I, easy okay yeah I, well i caught my ponytail on fire one time i was talking on the phone and i was cooking on a gas stove and i reached over like this to pick something up 
and kind of, you know, moved my head because I was on the phone. Yeah. And my whole ponytail said right into the flame. <laughs> Caught my whole ponytail on fire. <laughs> that, and that was when my hair was like, like, you know, to my waist long. When my roommate came home, I had to go outside and have her cut my hair. Well, to they get say all the that the out. fire is actually because you can go get your hair cut now, and like they with cut fire? it with fire. Yeah, I saw that on on the, I saw that on the Facebook the other day. <laughs> well, it was so singed that every time I brushed it, I got pieces of burnt hair. Yeah. So I just had her cut it. That's nasty. And it didn't burn evenly, so <laughs> my hair was like. <laughs> I also saw a video on Facebook of some dude cutting it with a machi- or with a with a axes. Uh, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. That's not going to happen. No. I mean, if anyone's going to cut my hair like that, I want Edward Scissors' hand to cut my hair. Now that's terrifying. I'm really sure about that. And I want it to be Johnny Depp underneath them scissors. Dude, do you know how many drugs that guy's probably done in his lifetime? <laughs> Sorry, Johnny Depp. Just kidding. Uh, you probably haven't done any drugs in your lifetime. Well, I mean, you mean the guy that owned... Didn't he own the club where... He still has his teeth. So like, that's all right. <laughs> he's famous. <laughs> they he might be implants. You don't know. He is. I actually really like Johnny Depp. He owned a club. It was on Unsolved Mysteries. Or was it Forensic Files? It was one She's of those. She's seen all of them. Yes. Yeah, it's called the Viper Room, on the Sunset Strip in West uh, Hollywood, and it was uh, partly owned by Johnny Depp. But that's where River Phoenix died from a drug overdose. <gasps> mm. Mm. Well, that's not good. I think it's on Unsolved Mysteries, by the way. I think. Scary. You've been awful quiet over here, Kayla. We make her nervous, probably. Do we make I'm you nervous? scared. You are Help me. not. <laughs> she's, she's a scared of our redneck stories. <laughs> She's like, we're afraid. We're like, have you ever cut your hair on fire? Would you like to? No. Um, so my friends always want to go eat hibachi after I get my hair freshly done. And so, you know, they like to put on the fire. So oh, and I'm always like, let me scoot back because this, this costs too much to get caught on fire. You know, it's a little too much heat over here. That so hibachi is fear, terrifying. Like, you don't yeah. want to get your hair on fire. No. No. Don't mess with the hair, man. <laughs> if I paid that much money to have my hair done, I would probably be doing the same thing. I literally don't know how they haven't like had to shut hibachi places down. Because if you've ever been sitting there and you just feel this like, whoosh, yeah. and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, my eyelashes. <laughs> like, do I have any eyebrows left? Oh. It's a good thing. I, well, thank you. I Can you move the volcano that direction, please? <laughs> I have singed my eyebrows off. So my dad sells tools. And there's a racetrack down by Lawton. And I was like 15 years old. And he's like, go watch and they're getting ready to do the drag cars, mm-hmm. you know, but don't stand too close. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I go down there and I'm like, I want to get closer. So I stand right on the other side of where these cars are. And I see everybody else moving away. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're revving up and getting ready to go. And they go, shoom. And I always feel this heat. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> so I got back on my dad's truck. He was like, I told you not to stand too close. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just little crisps. But it didn't get your hair. No, at that time, I wasn't wearing weaves, so oh. it took my eyebrows. <laughs> Damn. That's bad. 
I guess that's... Like, what, what should I do? Should I wax my mustache or just go to the drag race? <laughs> Stand close. Hey, there's your business model right there. there what would you, you call it? What would you call it? Come on, come on, come on, come on. What would you call your business? Fast and the Fury? F- furry? Fast, the fast and the Fury list. The furriness. The furriness. Yeah. Fast the furry. and the Fury list. I love it. Come on now. We could be bazillionaires. But I'm thinking with the munches it would cost to have a drag car that think, would burn it off. We would have to charge $15 way too much to no. go get your it, wax or like $150 to operate the vehicle. Yeah, just do it at the same time the drag races are I'm just on. saying I wouldn't want to go and get a bikini wax from you. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> like, you want a Brazilian <laughs> Just spread your legs. Just no, like 10 minutes. Minute minute you'll be good. Real quick. I'm telling you, all you do is you get yourself one of them teeter hang-ups and you just strap the girl on there upside down naked and you just put it up there beside the drag car racer. Look, I think and then you just say, okay, too. just hold your breath for a few minutes. It'll be done. Just look at his split. <laughs> I guess that would make you pretty hot for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> little hot under the collar. And then after that, you just take the blow dryer and you just get all the hair off of there. Well, I thought, how come you have a hick voice today? Well, it like, had to go with it. Uh, I know, but that's like the first time you've done it. I don't know. It's She's embracing her inner redneck. It's an Oklahoma day. <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden my hick, my hick, my hick came out. You take the girl out of the country. But you can't take the redneck out of Oklahoma. (laughs) 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 Maybe I'm just perfecting it, Nicole. It's time to go booking. What we got this week? Who's going? Bonnie? You want me to go first? You always go first. Well, I read it's like, one that it's was... It's like a big surprise. Who's going to go first? I don't always go first. All right, I... Nicole, how about you go first okay. this time? I can't believe you would stereotype <laughs> me like that. Okay, mine's weird. Hold on. I'm going to get really comfortable really quick. Yours is weird? You have a weird book? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so I got this because, one, it was on Book of the Month, and two, because I had seen a bunch of people post pictures about it, so I was getting quite a bit of hype. And Kayla said she's actually reading it right now. What? Um, Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. It is called uh, The Broken Girls, and it is by Simone St. James. Oh, I guess I should write that down. (laughs) Can you see it? Slacker. Essentially, it follows the story of Fiona, and but it f- does flashbacks. So Fiona is from uh, 2014, and uh, she has had like a tough life, kind of. Um, she's a journalist at this point, which, by the way, how come every book you ever read, the main like character is a freaking journalist? I'm noticing this, and it's starting to piss me off. But anyways, journalist or wino. Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. read any books about journalists. You know what? The main, main character, character of this, the one I just read, Good Neighbor, is a journalist. Like, literally, like, every book I've read in the past, like, four... Could it be that journalism majors are, I don't know, maybe underemployed? It's the main character, not the author. Oh. My main character works at a magazine. See? Okay, anyways. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... 
can't they be like a biologist or something? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyways, do you have a problem with journalists? Because that's no, what my son's I'm going to school for. Obviously, I am going. Like, I went to school. I'm your son's boss. Like, what the hell? I don't have a problem with journalism, but I just I just noticed this theme lately, and I was just very confused. Okay, so Fiona is a journalist, and uh, she actually focuses on like shitty stories, like how to bake cakes and. Some random stuff. So she's um, like fluff. She does yeah, fluff. She does fluff pieces. That's exactly what they call it in the novel. Um, and she's had a troubled life. Her sister was murdered when she was seven, when the main character was 17 and her sister was 20 um, at this weird school. And it's called Idle Wild Hall. And she is obsessed with her sister's murder and it, it had been solved but she always had this weird thought in the back of her head that maybe they caught the wrong person mm-hmm. um, and so she she's always trying to like find out more information about the case but then you flash back to the school in 1950 and you follow like a four girls that are going to this school and it's an all-girls school. It's super creepy. There are always rumors of it being haunted. Um, and the girls are not treated very well. They're kind of outcasts inside of society. Like, girls who's... Like, uh, one is a bastard child, essentially. Um, the other one was raped. And she's stuck at the school um, because everybody thought it was her fault. And, like, they all have these awful stories. And one of them disappears. And so then you're... So you're following these two different stories. And it is awesome. And then you've got the haunting type thing happening. But it was very interesting. I saw why people do enjoy it a lot. I liked it. So it's worth the hype that it's getting. It's not, like, the greatest book in the entire world. But it was very interesting. It kept my attention the whole time. And I never really guessed the ending. Well, that sounds pretty good, actually. It actually sounds like something I would read. So I'd probably give it like a four. I'm kind of curious, actually. Which is pretty good for you because you don't usually write very high. Actually, I think I rate like everything high. No, you don't. Like I can read a shitty book and be like, this is awesome. She doesn't rate very high, does she? Uh, I won't like a book at all. I thought and I'm I like, did. This book sucked, but the writing was all right, so I'll give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> You're like three, three and, and a half, three and a half, three and a half. You rarely ever give things five. Uh, well, this is like four, except Goldfinch. Except the Goldfinch, yeah. And Goldfinch was a twelve uh, out of five. Who wrote? Oh, Jasmine Ward is like a five. Every book I read of hers is five, well, and yeah. she's coming out with a new one in 2018. And That's I'm the pretty, one that you did last. You read both of them now. Well, I read Savage the Bones and. Uh, Sing and Buried Sing Savage the Bones I think was actually better by the way mm, we're gonna have to review that one I will next Very time good. I'm like I got a list going guys wow Nicole's got a backlog she's wow. on a roll you are I'm jealous I'm so behind <laughs> you are well it's cause I started my, you know my blog and yeah, so I gotta actually so she's reach she's motivated yeah. I love that <laughs> title and artist of that one it is called the broken girls and it is by simone st james i think i'm gonna have to read that do you it want sounds my like, book sounds like my kind of book you want to buy the book or do you want to are you gonna audio it i'm probably gonna audio it's it. it's only like 280 pages comes yeah. out tuesday 
What? It's not out yet? No. Oh, hey, I, guys, that was a. I'm awesome, and. <laughs> just, <laughs> how the hell did you get it? <laughs> From Book of the, Book book of the, of the Month. They send them to you before. Martha's like, I need to join this damn No, I don't want to join that club. <laughs> I'm not I think joining. There was a little hate in that voice. I'm not joining any club. Now she's upset about I'm it. Doing it. You can't make me. I'm not joining any club. Damn I'm going to put it on hold at the library because I'm awesome and I love the library. What is it called again? It's the Broken called- Girls. I'll probably have to wait five million people ahead of me. But I'm gonna wait. Did I talk last week that I am um, that I was reading Ready Player One? Did I talk about yes, that I think week? you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I finished it. Ooh, finished it. And it, it was a very good book, and I want to see the movie, but I probably didn't like it as much as probably Martha and Jessica and Josh did because it's just not really my kind of book. And it got a little cheesy at the end. <laughs> yeah, but he's writing a sequel. I know. Okay. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, and I want to watch the movie, and I'll, you know, may read the sequel if they're coming out with a movie for it, too. I'm but. interested to see where they go with the sequel, because it seems to me that the evil company will rear its ugly head again, because well, they're they pretty kinda, powerful. Well, he kind of turned it, them all into the federal government, not unless error. they... Error? What do you mean there's an error? What the actual hell? Maybe the second one is they get off... They get off on the charges and then they come back after them. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> okay, you want me to go next? Since I read something. Yes. Kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Martha doesn't like going. Nope, I like she to go last. She wants to go last. I want to go last. I like going last. If you're not first, you're last. I like being last. She wants sloppy force. Yes. I read The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. And the only reason I even Googled this is because I needed a book that was short because I spent too long reading Ready Player One. <laughs> and so, so we'd already reviewed that twice, three so times. So I just Googled best books under 300 pages and this one came up. <laughs> and it was at the library. Um, this is about a college student um, who is has a nervous breakdown and it's kind of her descent into madness and this is set in would you say like the 1960s yep so it's a little bit different than these times and the hotel that she's staying in while she goes to college is an all-girls hotel but she still goes out on dates and everything but it's very you know the boys come into the lobby and they have to call her down they're not allowed to like go up to her room and pick her up or anything like that so and um, the lady's, the girl's name is Aster Greenwood. And she's a very peculiar girl, even from the beginning of this book. She's very, almost monotone. It's like she's going through the steps of her life, but not really emotionally connected to what she's doing. If that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And I would have to say that they had... Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal read this, which she's played in The Secretary. She played in uh, Mona Lisa Smiles. And she did an excellent job at portraying this main character as a little bit distant, distant and unconnected to her life. Because she has a very, 
she her her tone is almost monotone and she doesn't have very much emotion in her voice and it just it was a really good book and you're listening to this and the sad thing is it might just be me maybe i'm taking my plunge into madness but some of the things that she says which is totally crazy makes sense to me what do you mean <laughs> like like not saying that i would ever do any of these things but like she says she hasn't washed her hair in a week in like three weeks and they ask her why haven't you washed your hair well if i wash it i'm just gonna have to wash it again tomorrow so why bother and like she's wearing her pajama bottoms underneath her dress one time and they ask her why are you wearing your pajamas underneath she's like well i'm just gonna have to change back into them tonight so why even bother taking them off (laughs) (laughs) is it weird that that makes sense to me like a little (laughs) like i said it's not like i would actually do these things because i couldn't go three weeks without washing my hair that's just (laughs) that would be bad but I, I don't know. And she, it's just, it's interesting in just to listen to what she goes through. And of course, you know, this is the 1960s. So the treatment for um, mentally unstable people is a lot different than now. And this is a time of, you know, they still have shock therapy and all of this. And at, at one point, she almost romanticizes about suicide in the book. And it's just, I don't know. It, well, you do know. Strange. That but I like Sylvia it. Plath pretty much killed herself. Yeah. So the novel. And they do say that this was inspired by by things that happened in her real life with, you know, some events and names changed for the book, obviously. Hmm. But they call it like a semi... Semi-autobiographical novel. And then she... Yeah. But it's very cynical and dark. She won the Pulitzer Prize posthumously for that book. After death? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is really kind of sad. People who are... When you're talking about her effect her flatness mm-hmm. people who are depressed are flat like are that. flat uh, not everybody who's depressed but clinical depression behaves that way sometimes mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that flat effect and she was very you know she didn't think that her her self-esteem was like non-existent and she never thought that she was good enough and she thought that the nurses were going to know that she really belonged in a higher you know, facility for mentally unstable people and and any minute they were going to take her to this other facility. And she she was almost, at, at a point, she was almost irrational and almost, I, don't, I can't think of the word, but paranoid. Well, she was yeah. a little bit paranoid, but not quite because she didn't have that much emotion in her. Right. Well, she was just really super depressed. Mm-hmm. She just couldn't get out of her own head. Right. <coughs> Which, I mean, wasn't that much longer after she finished writing that book that she took her own life, so. Mm-hmm. Was it? She, it was in 1963 that she took her own life. Yeah, this book was written pretty much. I think this book was written in 1963, actually. 
Yeah, it says it says it was published shortly before her death. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, it was interesting. It kind of ended not really abruptly. It didn't like it wasn't like a cliffhanger. It just kind of ended. It didn't really It wasn't like it tied it up in a neat little bow or anything like that. It just kind of ended the story. But it was, I mean, I we, we say all the time that when you read a book, you get a look into somebody's mind who is totally different than you. And this gives you kind of a look into somebody who is going through a mental breakdown and kind of what their thought process is while they're doing it. And it was, it was dark and cynical. And I think that Maggie Gyllenhaal did a great job reading it. And I think. I found it really interesting when you said that about the book. About Maggie About Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal's performance mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. They picked the perfect person to read yeah. it. Yeah. They did a very good job picking the person to read it. It's like she acted the role. I don't know whether she meant to do it that way or not, but. Mm-hmm. But she did a good job. The flatness of. Right. I'm going to have to listen to it now just because you said that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, loved the, I loved the bell jar. Did you? Yeah. I'm clinically depressed. You told me that it was too depressing. It was but depressing, I but like I it. understood it. Ah, gotcha. It made sense to me because I could understand and relate to everything that, that was she going was going on with the main yeah, character. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that was in a time when they didn't understand clinical depression and didn't treat it. Right. They were like doing stuff like... like they would give them the um, the electroshock therapy and, and, and the insulin. They would give insulin to the patients, insulin, so then they would become you know insulin dependent and gain weight because of the extra insulin in their system. And I, I never quite figured out. And that's another thing that this book didn't explain things. It didn't go into depth. It like touched on subjects, but and then went away. So, like if you wanted to think why in the world did they do that, you would have to look it up. Yeah. All right, guys, Google to the rescue. Yeah, that Here one I didn't Nicole, look at. clickety-clack. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the explanation about insulin? Yes. Okay, it's called insulin shock therapy or insulin coma therapy. Um, and it is a form of psychiatric treatment in which pati- patients were f- repeatedly injected with large doses of insulin in order to produce daily comas over several weeks. Um, insulin coma therapy and the convulsive therapies are collectively known as, sh- as the shock therapies. But it doesn't say what they think it's supposed to do to their brain? No, like it would put you into a coma over the course of... And pretty much trying to shock you out of whatever... Basically the same thing as trying down. to drill a hole in your head. Oof. You know, they tried all kinds of crap to try to keep you from being crazy and none of it worked, obviously. Mm. <laughs> they thought, okay, like when you do like shock therapy, it's like... Shocking your dog every time it pees on a carpet, and they you th- people believe doing stuff like that would actually fix their t- like teach their animal not to do it, but it's not, not necessarily true, right? Because it's not your fault that you feel that way, yeah. So it's not like you're doing it on purpose, they're just doing it with insulin, mm. but it, it to and it, instead of it, like it would just your brain, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I mean, it, I wouldn't say this is one of my all time favorite books. But it was extremely interesting. 
It was a it was a pretty good read and it was a fast read. I read it in like two days. So or listened to it in like two days. Sweet. And again that was The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Are you ready, Kayla? Yes, I'm ready. So let's keep the depression going. Oh. <laughs> Am I the only one who does not read the plastic um, books up in we're here? We're gonna have to make you're gonna have to make us some of those cocktails from your book that you got. Oh yes, yes. I got let's a talk, new book, Tequila Mark, Mockingbird. Tequila Mockingbird, <laughs> cocktails with the literary twist. That's what we got her we for need her you birthday. To make some of, we need some of those after all our depressing subjects. You have to tell us what the names of some of those are. Some of those are hilarious. I'm going to go home and have a love in the time of Kahlua. <laughs> I'll take one of those. I like me some Kahlua. The turn of the screwdriver. <laughs> the sound in the slurry. That might be me Sunday. <laughs> okay. Um, all, right. all right. So my book is Girls Burn Brighter by Shoba Rayo, I think it is. Not really sure. I probably jacked it up. Apologies. Um, I actually had a advanced reader copy of this book as an ebook that I read back in February, and I read it in a day. A day? How big re- is that thing? <clears throat> Damn. I thought so, I was fast. Yeah. It. It captured me. So it's about two girls in India. Uh, we have Purnima and Savita. So they're both poor. They're both from the other side of the track. Um, where they live at, um, their form of employment is they make cloth. Oh, weavers. For the weavers? Weavers, yes. Okay. So Purnima's mom dies. So she has to help her father take care of her younger siblings, and he is trying to marry her off. So uh, not only are they poor, so he really doesn't have a dowry for her. She's dark-skinned, which I didn't realize in India, that was a thing just like oh, yes. African-Americans in America, light-skinned, dark-skinned. So she's dark-skinned, and she has a mind of her own. Which is she, bad yes. for women to have a mind of their own. And Savita has, her family's poor, her dad's an alcoholic, so they, her family goes to the dumpster, the landfill, to pick out trash to sell, find treasures people have thrown out to sell, to have money to eat. So mm. Pornima's father hires Savita to help them weave cloth. So they become best friends, and they become friends, and then something bad happens. Their friendship is destroyed. Savita runs off in the middle of the night, runs away. Pornima is married off to this man she has never met. She's met his family. They never meet this man until she marries him. Come to find out, he has a problem. Mm. So she's married into this god-awful family. They treat her like crap. Her dad never pays up the other half of the money that he owes him. Savita runs off and she is thrown into human trafficking. So, Pornima is with this lovely family, and she has an accident. So, she has to run away. So, in her mind, she has to go find her best friend, Savita, because she, she doesn't understand why she ran off. So, she enters into the world of human trafficking, but she's the human. She helps 
traffic the girls versus Savita is actually being trafficked. Traffic it. It's not a word. Yeah, trafficked. Trafficked. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like she's behind the scenes. She's behind but... the scenes trying to find her friend, and oh, her friend is in, out there in, in the, the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, Savita, her her main thing is let me raise money to get to my family to help them. So the guy that's over them is like, hey. I have this guy in America who wants a girl, but she has to be an amputee. Oh, man. I'm. So, yeah. So she he's like, well, you get this much money. Your family will be taken care of. You'll be fine. So it's like, how much would you sacrifice for your family? So she ends up in Seattle. So, Pornima finally finds out where she is, and she tells her boss, well, let me take the girls to America. Let me take them. And he's like, no, I don't want you to do it. So, she, he, she finally talks him into it. So, she starts taking girls to America. So, she ends up finding out where her friend is at. Well, this time, her friend's over in Seattle. She's a housekeeper. She's in this house with two other girls. And the guy that she's over there with, his sons run his business. He has one son who's an alcoholic, and he has one son who is not wrapped too tight. And the things that she, there's one part of the book I had to, um, I had to stop reading because I couldn't take it. It was that bad. Like if you have a soft heart and you can't take a lot of stuff, don't read this book. Trigger warnings all over the place. But it was mm. so good. So it's it's one of those books like how much would you sacrifice to get what you need. And it brings out the both sides of human trafficking and the injustices of, in India. It was amazing. I actually went out. I bought the book the day it came out. I have to go read that now. It was wow. really good. It's it one sounds, of my top books. It sounds like Kite Runner good. Yeah, it was It was amazing. It was really mm. good. It's, it'll tear you down, but it's really good. <laughs> I'm speechless over here. I'm speechless over here. I'm, I'm speechless over here. I'm, no way am I reading that thing. Yeah. It I'll sounds. It, it sounds like it'll make your heart hurt, Martha. Yeah, it, my heart it hurts just hearing about it. Yeah. Late last year, I had listened to I Am Malala, so mm-hmm. a lot of places they were talking about in this book. I was like, okay, I kind of know where that is. I kind of know I'm familiar with that area because mm-hmm. she talked about it. And I was like, God, this is this is awful. And mm. now I'm like going around. And I see these Indian women. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Mm. Just I just gotta give you a hug. <laughs> right, like, I'm sorry. Do you yes, need I help? Give you a hug. <laughs> and mind you, these women, she go, you know, they try to find you. They can't read. They don't oh. speak English. How but she horrible. makes she knows to make it over here, you know, to find her friend. Wow. Okay. What's that called again? Girls Burn Brighter by Shoba. I think it's Rao. It's R A O. Wow. Hold on. And this is her first book. I might have to buy a copy of it. I almost didn't you read can't it. You buy a copy and then not read it, Martha. Why? It's, it's book sacrilege. Why? Because you're not even reading it. Because it would be that it would be jealous of all the other books on your bookshelf because it doesn't get read. Let's buy Picasso and put it in a closet where no one can see it. <laughs> if you buy a book, you have to read it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'll read it. Fine. I'll read it. Fine. I'll read it. <laughs> if Kayla says it's good, I'll read it. 
you see, like, this is an improvement, Kayla. Yay! You need to come more often. Yeah, she would never agree if it was She us. doesn't like books that make her feel things. <laughs> He'll be like the Grinch when his heart starts growing. <laughs> That's not the reason I don't read those books, though. Be like the Jim Carrey where it's like, oh, I have a pain in my chest. What is it? Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's my heart. Uh, it's growing three times. That's not the reason that I to don't stay. read those books. I know. I'm kidding. You too much. Martha doesn't like it when I pick on her, but I'm just giving you I know, what I know, you give back. <laughs> we're just giving you You're right. Time. You're absolutely right. Okay, now we're going to lighten it up a little bit over here. Can we lighten it up, please? Yes. Oh, sure. Bring All us right. back up. All right, I'm bringing us back up. I read Where'd You Go, Bernadette by Maria Semple. I've actually read something else by her, but this is, I do believe this is her first book. Yes, this is her first book. Um, I read Today Will Be Different. Remember that one? Mm-mm. That was pretty hilarious. But anyway, um, I got this one from one of the lists. Um, it was an interesting book because the main character, Bernadette, was a bit of a, an, well, I guess I kind of thought maybe she was an agoraphobic in the beginning. You know what an agoraphobic is, right? Can't go outside. Well, I kind of thought maybe she was, but turns out she wasn't really. She was just really, I don't know. Well, this says that she was. Plot revolves around an agro, agro, what'd you say? Agoraphobic. 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 Agoraphobic architect and mother. Yeah. I don't think she really was, but she didn't like to go outside. She, I think she became that because of circumstantial things okay her story was this she she was this really brilliant architect who designed all these really cool buildings some really impressive buildings but then she got into an argument with um one of her one of the guys that she was designing it with and he got angry and tore it down so she lost her mind. She was like, I can't believe you did that. Well, her husband, they got together and ended up moving. And he was, her husband was brilliant too. So he got a job at Microsoft in Seattle and they moved. Mm-hmm. So then they moved into this house, which was a former girl's home or something. It was like run down place. So they moved into this place thinking that she was going to fix it up, that she was going to do something with it. Well, of course, he went all in at Microsoft and started working there. And, you know, when you work at someplace like Microsoft, you are totally ensconced in it, right? You're not really paying much attention to anything else. Well, she had had all kinds of things happen in her life. You know, she'd had a bunch of miscarriages. She'd had all this stuff happen. But losing that building... You know, something that she had put so much into was a big deal to her. So she basically just crawled inside herself. Mm-hmm. And she had a baby. Finally had a baby. But that didn't change how she really felt about everything. So then there they are. They're living in Seattle. She's still inside this house. She doesn't do anything with the house. It's this nasty, run-down piece of junk they're living in, 
and he's working at Microsoft and they're making unbelievable amounts of money. Hmm. And her daughter, who I do believe is 14 or 15 at the time this book starts, brilliant young girl, and they tell her if she gets straight A's for this certain amount of time that she can have whatever she wants. And she says, I want to go to Antarctica. So they're like, mm. okay. Well, the dad says, okay. And the mom says, okay. But she doesn't, the mom, of course, doesn't really think they're going to do it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she hasn't gone anywhere in what, 16 years? She's been living in this house and no one's really forced her to go anywhere or do anything. She's lived her whole life in this house, kind of licking her wounds. And she's been doing all of her shopping and everything through this personal shopper. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Um, this virtual assistant has been delivering everything to their house by mail. She does all of the shopping for the Antarctic trip through this personal shopper, has everything delivered there, and all of a sudden, everything just goes to hell. I mean, in a really serious way. Like, I don't know if I can really say what exactly happens, but... Because I don't really want to give away some of the good parts. But let me just say that Bernadette goes missing right before the trip to Antarctica. And there are um, the personal assistant turns out to be a possible identity theft person. And all this weird shit is happening. And it, it... it turns into a really seriously fascinating book hmm. and a wild, wild ride I didn't really expect about halfway through the book. I mean, it was good. The characters were good, nice, strong story. But then it was like, whoa, it was very good. I really liked it a lot. I thought it was excellent. And plus, it had all the good feels to it. It had, the, it had a lot of... Um, you really started to get a good idea of what this woman went through and losing herself. She completely lost herself along the way with her family and the fact that her husband totally didn't notice any of the stuff that happened to her and all of the pieces of herself that had gone missing over the years. It was like he didn't even notice what what a big wow. deal it was to her to have... I mean, he thought, that, oh, yeah, it must have been the miscarriages she was upset about. And totally was not. He just totally didn't get it. Didn't get her at all. And, it, and I don't know about you guys, but, you know. It's, it's melting. Yeah. Well, most. I can't sometimes, say all men are like that. Sometimes it just happens where, where women, especially after you have kids, you give up a lot. You give up yourself. So I thought it was a really interesting look into what it's like to all of a sudden discover yourself again. So it was really good. It was it was really an excellent, excellent read. And yes, I did buy a copy today at Half Price Books. 
I just happened to find it. It was just... So you're going to let me read, right? Yeah. Well, she read it. Yeah. <laughs> it was excellent. It was Don't really... drop it in the tub. Yes. Don't drop that. I <laughs> will not a... use it in my bathtub. That's a first edition, goddammit. Be careful. You only paid $8 for it. I know, I'm but it's still a first edition. <laughs> <laughs> I may have only paid $8 for it, but it's the principle of the thing. It's going to be a movie this year, I believe. Really? See? I have great taste. Funny, if you read uh, that one book we were talking about, I did not drop it in the bathtub. Okay. I I am so hard on books that you probably could have dropped it in the tub and it don't, would be Don't okay. be... It's a, it's a first edition, too. Yeah. And oh. I might want to keep it. If, if so you're saying it. that I should be careful with it? Yeah. Maybe not throw it in the back seat, set it nicely in the back seat? Yeah. We need book sleeves. That would cost a lot more money, though. Book sleeves. Oh, we Kayla, can make was, our own. Kayla was talking about these. Need a book We're talking about merchandising. Belt. Three book well, girls. Oh, my um, first or my reader's copy of Jurassic Park mm-hmm. as a book. Like it's in, encased in plastic. Oh well, she's not talking about plastic. She's talking about like merchandise. Show show Nicole what you're talking about. All right, let's wrap this baby up in a nice big old bow. You. Should I get my redneck out again for you? No, no. thank you. Oh, damn. Nobody likes my redneck. I do appreciate the offer. Oh, by the way, Travis, uh, I told them about your request for the Guinness and a tablecloth, and his response was, you just have a hot, H-A-W-T, boyfriend baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's H-A-W-T. Awesome. Hot. Hot. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Thanks for joining us all the way from Lawton. Yeah. Thank you for having me, and thank you for my birthday gifts. You're welcome. Thank you for giving us an excuse to eat cake. Anytime. <laughs> Even if you hate it, we loved it. We thought it was awesome. And I'm going to eat another one. <laughs> my cookies were awesome. Glad you like Next those. Next time, I'll make you some homemade cookies, because mine are really good. I can't bake, so. Or some banana nut bread. Oh, yeah. I make banana nut bread, too. Actually, Ron makes that. You still have I'm too much like cake. I'm the cookie woman. No brownies, no cake, no cupcakes. Just cookies. Cookies, pie, cheesecake. I make cheesecake, too. I like cheesecake. Make me cheesecake. Ooh, Nicole raised her eyebrows at me just Ooh. now. Did you see that? Hey. Uh, I'll probably let like, you borrow my boyfriend with some cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. I think we've come to an understanding, Nicole. One whole pie of cheesecake for Travis. <laughs> Travis, did you hear that? You're coming to my place. Okay, I think that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.